You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind-the-scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hi guys, welcome back to session five. As always, thank you. Thank you for being here. I know so many of you are really enjoying this season so far and Erica and all she's bringing to the table. So Thank you for letting me know that. I love it when you reach out and tell me that. And thank you for letting her know that too. We just really, really appreciate the support. So know that it it really means more than you know. So today is a really good session. And here's why I think it's so good. Because what it really illustrates, I think, above all else is this idea that like the launch kind of strategy pieces become so much easier as your business grows. And what you're focused on so much more is how you're thinking about it, how you're showing up for it, all of these kind of things, right? So I really just wanted to illustrate that because I think that sometimes it feels like there must be this like super secret, crazy, um, like strategy that all these people that are ahead of you are using and it's really just not the case. The strategy gets easier and easier and easier. And actually with my clients as they grow, sometimes we talk about that less and less to be honest. And it's way more the kind of like mindset and embodiment and empowerment stuff. So really just want to illustrate that for you and have you kind of go into this episode with this framework. Of course, we're talking about the launch plan, but that's kind of the simple part. So I hope that's really helpful just to see that that doesn't have to be really complicated. And especially as you grow, it really can get easier and easier. So I hope this session serves you and I hope you guys have a beautiful week. All right. What's going on? Um, how you feeling? I'm feeling feeling organized and scheduled and <laughs> I mean maybe not more than ever but more than in a long time and I was just telling my partner um yeah, I gave him a big hug and I said yeah I feel so uh, feel so uh like uh it feels so peaceful to work like this I love that uh what a feeling, right? Yeah. And I was like, I'm getting so much stuff done and I'm not feeling like I have to work on everything all the time. It's a massive shift. Mm. Because you're not almost like holding it all at the same time because it like lives on a calendar, right? Yeah. It's it's literally like because it's so compartmentalized, I can like yep. not worry. And I still like, oh, I, oh, I can't be bothered answering that email now. I'll wait till later. Like I... It's not like I have to do exactly what it says on the calendar and, um, yeah, like I'll be nine minutes late or, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you still like have fun with it, be a little like, you know, spontaneous, but not so much so that it like stops you from focusing. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the focus is a big a big win, a big reward, being really able to focus. So cool. So you feel peaceful. Do you feel like you've had any resistance to that? Like, have you been like, fuck this calendar or like, what has there been any like shadow side to that? No, actually not. That's kind of amazing. Yeah. I think I've, because I spent so long in the shadow, (laughs) Yep. Yep. And I was, you've almost like you were already like processed all the way through it kind of thing. Yeah. And with that final piece of really understanding that this was a big, big part of me, a big part of my identity, a really strong mm-hmm. subpersonality. Um, and I, I did a ritual with her and I communicated with her yeah. and we, we had a moment, a deep and meaningful. <laughs> conversation yeah um me and that erica and after that it felt like she really was like so relieved and really let go and you know it's so fascinating Mm -hmm. because i do this work with my clients on sexuality and it requires another person to kind of hold you through it for me to access it myself right 
Absolutely. It's so, so much, it's so much harder to hold. I mean, cause not only then are you holding your two identities, but then you're holding the bigger picture of that and what, like, sometimes you can just only do so many things, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, you're doing enough. <laughs> I'm doing enough. And, um, and yeah, and it was fun to apply my own work to myself when I feel like yeah. someone else is also holding me in the session and in the greater, like picture and image and, and trajectory. So no, it felt like she just went into like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> and yeah, like I got my fill almost, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. And it was a really uh, meaningful moment when I was really <laughs> like picturing the moments we've shared. <laughs> yeah. You know, mm. and I really invited her to live in, in those memories in full celebration and in full honor of, of her and the things that we've done together. I think that's so important because sometimes it feels like in letting some of those pieces go, we almost feel like we're letting those memories go or we're making those wrong or something. So to be able to like fully embrace, celebrate, relish in those while still transitioning to this new place, I think like that's the magic, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. No, so it's felt really, I felt so much lighter in general and happy and almost like waking up easier in the morning and not feeling grumpy and, you know, becoming a bitter (laughs) bitch at breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody wants a bitter bitch at breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) So amazing. Yeah. Beautiful ripple effects. And, um, and yeah, and I'm sure there'll be a relapse and I'm sure there will be, you know, shadowy moments of course. Mm-hmm. and that's fine. But I think it's so good that you can, it almost feels like you've started with such a solid foundation of seeing how much later you can feel so quickly that it will be easier to move through those because you have the evidence of that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now that you say that, and I think we mentioned this in the first, um, first session of like, it doesn't matter if I mentioned this before, but like if I can shift this profoundly in like just a few days by identifying yeah. something like, oh, my God, what are, what are we going to find next? <laughs> <laughs> it gets exciting, right? Yeah, it gets I really think it's exciting. so true. And same with like, it's I've, so true. I've been so successful on my own. Like, oh, my God, imagine what I can do when like we remove all these blockages and I feel so focused and light um, and, and continue to like peel off the layers that have been keeping me stuck or distracted or small or like apologetic around whatever it is that I do and how I do it. Yeah. Ah, that's amazing. I'm so excited. And I think it's even just like a commentary on like how good it is when you see that work as exciting versus like, I think, you know, sometimes in personal development or whatever, we can almost tend to see it as like, oh my God, I've found another thing Ugh. versus like, oh my God, yes. Like what lightness, what peace, what joy is on the other side of this, right? So something I love and want to point out here is how finding blocks and like being able to shift things gets so exciting as you've done personal development work a lot because you really see and feel the lightness after So it's kind of how like processing Erica's past identity, you know, and feeling so peaceful with calendaring and just feeling such a big shift has made her feel so light now. So what's cool about that is noticing a block or a thing coming up or something we have to shift doesn't have such bad connotation to it anymore because we really start to see the goodness that can be on the other side of it. So we get more and more willing to go there and find it more exciting. So really just want to point that out that like, as you're on that journey, as you build that evidence, it will get more and more exciting to lean into that and go there because you'll feel that lightness on the other side and you'll see how much it's always worth it to dive in there. 
Oh no, I know I am incredibly flawed, so I'm here for identifying it. <laughs> All the things. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So tell me, um, launch stuff. Like, give me a little rundown there, because I know we are we're getting there, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. we are. It's good that you bring it up, because that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. Um, I have created and written today because I've been so focused. Uh, Look at you. <laughs> A, uh, a project plan for the turn on event. Um, okay. so I've written the copy for the graphics. I've written the landing page copy, the promo email sequence, the delivery email sequence is almost done because it's kind of repetitive and really simple. Um, so, and then I just need to write a really exciting follow up email with the invitation to join the mastermind, which is like number one sales email to, to the, yeah. to mm-hmm. that list. So that's important. So I haven't done that because I feel like I need to sit on that a little bit more, but that's pretty much done. So I will send that over to my VA. She did the, she's done some work for me. So she's got about two hours left for this week. So that gives okay. her, well, I wanted you to take a look at it first. So I'll share it with you first. Okay. Um, Perfect. it's, not a lot of copies so i will just proofread it myself and not send it to the proofreader it feels a little bit redundant to um have her yeah. go over that um and then send it over to to sam my va so we can start building that so exciting so this is kind of what i talked about in the intro but just notice how easy launch planning is when you're doing your own work right This is truly the easier part, and it's so important to illustrate that here. Notice how Erica can talk about it from a pretty neutral stance. We did a launch outline in Basecamp. She sent to me what she had. I gave her feedback on it. We kind of came together on that. And so now it feels pretty simple. It doesn't feel like there's all these crazy moving pieces or all of this strategy to get together. It's like this pretty neutral plan that we're executing and it can feel so much easier when you're doing your own work like because she just shifted so much of that identity stuff there's not as much intensity and turmoil around it so the specifics of the launch can be so simple and easy the strategy behind it can be so simple and easy so often it's so much of our stuff that we're bringing to it that can make it feel way more complicated or harder intense so just really wanted to point out how simple it can be. And I hope that's a big takeaway from this session really for those of you that are listening is to see like, what would it look like for me to let a lot of my strategy in business become easier and easier in that way? Okay. So we're running that what week? I don't know. So all the dates are TBD because I don't know how long it will take it kind of depends on when it's all created and set up and we can't, I don't want to launch the turn on event until the sales page is pretty much done. Like it's all dependent Mm -hmm. on the, on the stuff that comes after. Okay. Um, but it feels good to have the turn on event, uh, like the copy done. Um, starting to feel into it and feeling excited. I did a, a live yesterday in the, Facebook group and also streamed live on Instagram. And I was like, Oh yes, yes. This is what, this is what I meant to do. Like writing emails is necessary, but like this is the juice. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. It's so true. And it's like balancing the two where it's like, because you had a day of writing the emails, you're like, I needed a time to like go live and get in that energy. Yeah, exactly. So I'm starting to feel pretty amped up for the turn on event and I'm starting to feel a little bit like uh wait what I'm teaching a mastermind (laughs) (laughs) really that's what that's the thing you're doing yeah how does one do that I've never done that before (laughs) okay cool we could definitely talk about that but also think about too just like how much interest you already have in that like how many people you have on the wait list I haven't told you there are 140 people on the wait list how incredible is that yeah mm. yeah it's pretty incredible and when i sit sometimes and i'm like oh i have to write a new a weekly newsletter and oh after answer all these emails and oh here we go, you know and then it's like 140 people on a wait list i'm like that's that's why we do this stuff like it 
it adds up and it's hard to see sometimes in numbers when you're just giving and giving and it's been yep. a couple it's been three months since I launched now so I haven't had like any proof that it's working exactly so I'm I've also kind of fallen into the like oh oh it's been a while since I made a lot of money like can I do it yeah <laughs> kind of trap um but I know the launch is coming up and logging into the system and seeing 100, 140 people, I was, I was obviously happily surprised and like really, yeah. really pleased. So freaking exciting that Erica has 140 people on her wait list. But what I really wanted to normalize here is how that is so awesome, but it really can be weird still to like find and feel that proof that it's working when you're between launches. Because a lot of the way that we in our brains see proof that things are working is when sales are coming into our business. And so sometimes when you have that downtime between launches, it can be really hard to lock into that. Even if you have 140 people on a wait list, like even if that's sitting there, I think that sometimes we think like, oh, well, if I had 140 people on a wait list, like, you know, I would never worry or like it would all be perfect or whatever. And like, it, it makes sense, right? But when you're in it, sometimes it can still be so hard to lock into that when it feels like that's just sitting there. So I just wanted to kind of point out how Erica was mentioning that and normalize that because I see that with a lot of my clients too. Just that even though that feels really good, it still can feel weird and sort of, you know, like this nebulous thing out there. And so we really have to do the mindset work too believe it's there to lock into that, to feel connected to that in between launches so we can stay in that mindset of knowing it's working and feeling really solid in that. Well, I feel like what's amazing about that is like you almost know it's sold out. Well, a part of me does and a part of me is like, okay. <laughs> no, you're kidding yourself. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? What does that part say? Uh... The one that thinks you're kidding yourself. Like, bitch, you crazy. No one's going to pay you money for this. Okay. Why are they on the wait list? Like, they're just hanging out there? Or... <laughs> uh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> they just wanted to, like, see what you was up to. They're just like, psych. <laughs> yep. No. Messing with you. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No, you're true. You're true. You're right. But, but the part of me goes, yeah, but they don't know the price point yet, or mm -hmm. they don't have the desire to really spend two hours of, you know, European daytime on a call with you, or they will expect so much more that you're giving them. Yeah. Those kinds. Just the weight of expectations is kind of a. Yeah, I think so. And I think once, I think it's also the building up to and and the anticipation of launching something new where it's like uh, it's the weight it's that gap between like yeah really like i don't know sending it off or like executing it now we're just building and it feels like it's just time and money and you know energy being invested into something yes once we're actually rolling it yes. out and the emails goes out and I'm doing and I'm posting and we're doing the live event I'm I, I I assume and I know that it will feel so alive yeah and mm -hmm. much more uh you almost don't feel that same level of like we'll use hand quotations here but like connection yeah to the people on the wait list as you would when you're like actively engaged in a turn on event with them or you're actively connecting about it like it's almost feels like this separate thing that kind of just sits over here right yeah because mm. once you're doing it there's the exchange there's a, the the transaction is kind of already taking place even though yes. i'm not already seeing like you know, money coming into the bank account, but there's still a transaction and an exchange and uh, like an energetic uh, connection happening. And um, yes. And so, yeah, it feels a little bit strange like that, but, but I, the, the thoughts of, of, about it is not, they're not overwhelming. I think it's more it's just new, just new. Yeah. And also mm -hmm. because I had two really success successful months and then I didn't I basically did, haven't really worked for two months. I'm like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh shit. I need to make money also. Like I don't need to, yeah. but it would be good. 
it's time. Yeah, yeah, it's just time to get back into it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, well, I think from like a really just like look flat out numbers perspective, say you had a great conversion rate off the wait list at 10%, you have 14 people in the mastermind. <laughs> yeah, it would be full. It would be more than full, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm, I'm aiming for 10 and I will let <clears throat> yeah maximum 15 people in. Yep. So I think what's amazing about that is just to almost like have that as the guide. Like I think sometimes it, we need to like, you know, mindset hack it. And then sometimes we need to be like, strategically speaking, like the numbers just make sense. So I think that could be a thing to play with right now too, where you can almost feel like based on like numbers, we see it as done. And then like, then you will get into the energy where you feel that. But just like logically speaking, I think that's like a beautiful place to sit right now. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, good. I will probably have to turn people down. <laughs> yeah, I think you probably will. <laughs> or, you know, in all seriousness, what I think we should talk about is like, could they sign up for the next round? Mm. Yeah. Like put down a deposit for the next round or something. So we can get to that. But I do think that like with the numbers we're already talking about, like it's, it's probably worth considering that. Yeah. I mean, 140 people, it's pretty fucking rad. Like I was celebrating when I had 140 people Mm. on my newsletter, like the email list. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that's not so long ago. So yeah, I am deeply grateful for the brave pussies out there. Yeah. I always think about it like imagine like like especially when you say it like that too. It's like like thinking about like 140 real humans in a room. That's a lot. It's amazing. Yeah. It's like a very big wedding, you know? Like yeah. That many people are like, "Hi, I want to know more about this. This sounds incredible." Yeah. And then and then I'll be like, okay, so who's really ready to join? And you have 10 people stand up and walk towards me. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. So cool. Yeah. I'll do a little. I feel like that could be your visualization. Oh, yes. Totally. A room of 140, 10 people standing up. I think that feels magical. It does. And you're going to be over 140 soon too, because we still have a decent amount of time before the event even. Yes. So that's what I'm really working on now. Uh, and I'm, uh, sending the first like bulk of the work over to you. Well, the turn on event work over yep. to you mm-hmm. and then over to, um, my designer. And while she's working on that, I will complete the sales page. And I said, oh, it's not going to be so long. And I'm already up to like 11 pages. So. <laughs> Oops. Oops. <laughs> okay. But well, you I know. know. And the way I let it flow, we can always whittle it down. Yeah. Mm. I do. I have learned that long sales pages convert, but you know, I also, it can also get a bit too too wordy anyways i'll uh i'll aim to finish that next week and then we can just pop in all the dates for like starting 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 call will take place um and i um yeah and then all the sales emails and then it feels pretty like feels like it's just around the corner yeah absolutely I mean, especially with the sales page kind of coming together next week, like I think we'll be just a few weeks out at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just depends on how fast, uh, Sam can work my VA. And if we want her to work faster, I can just up her hours. Yeah. I mean, listen, I don't think you're in a big rush by any means, but I, I think that like we might as well move on it. Cause like you were saying too, like you almost want to get back in the energy. Plus you have a really warm wait list, all that kind of stuff. So we can see how she feels next week. And yes. Just, she can give us an estimate. And speaking of warm wait list, uh, wait list, I was thinking about sending out an email to the wait list cause they just signed up and never really got a confirmation email. Um, okay. I think we just set it up. Like they just, we just collected the, e- the name and the email. And that was obviously a design flaw by me. But uh, I was thinking about sending out a like, hey, I'm back from my holiday. Uh, I haven't forgotten about this. 
uh, I have a perfect practice for you. Uh, I have a, um, a beautiful meditation that I've designed and created called a walk of no shame. That's a beautiful, mm. uh, like healing your, like healing being sexualized and, and celebrating your sexuality in a beautiful way. So sending them that practice because it's so perfectly fits with the whole topic and the theme. And I was going to yeah. do like a whole mm. module in the mastermind around, obviously it's called shameless, but around like yeah. <laughs> really being seen and um like rewriting the story around being celebrated and honored as a sexual being in your community and all of that. And this, this whole, this meditation is like 10 minutes, seven, 10 minutes. So I was thinking about sending it out as a gift and just like, Hey, we're connected. It's coming soon. So one strategy I really want to talk about here that I think is so powerful and so important is warming up your wait list. So if you're using a wait list model in your business, what I see so many people kind of miss on that is doing a lot to warm up their wait list in the meantime. When someone jumps on that wait list, they're obviously interested and warm to the thing. But if they don't hear from you for a few months, that obviously can shift as well. So if you're using this model, just wanted to really point out here how important it is to keep them warm. Um, If you guys are on my wait list, you know that that's something I take very, very seriously. If you're on my wait list, you can submit questions to us each month. You can listen to video and audio recordings of all previous month's questions. You know that I give a ton of value every month to the waitlist that you can't get anywhere else. And it's really important to me to do that both to build relationships with people that are on there, but also because I recognize that people have been on there for a while. And so I want them to stay connected with me and give get value from me and my business in the meantime versus throwing them on there and never talking to them. That's when we lose that connection point, right? And that's when it feels like that's just a numbers on a list, but I don't really know that that means something for my business. But when you really can warm them up and build that relationship, it feels more connected and it feels like it really truly means something in your business. So if that's part of your model, I highly recommend focusing on warming up and staying connected with your waitlist. Not only will it feel so much better to them, but it will feel so much better to you and give you better results long-term. I love that. I would definitely do that. And I would also kind of tease a little bit about what's coming too, especially since you know it's coming soon. So I would say to them like, you know, we're launching in the next few weeks. We are planning on including XXX, like, you know, get like start to get them like knowing this is coming soon and excited about it. So I would do both. Yeah. And speaking of that, so this is where I felt a little bit hung up with this, with the mastermind. Uh, it's like, how much do I want to pre decide on doing? And mm-hmm. because it's not a course, so it's not going to be like module one, module two, like, but there's obviously topics that I want to yeah. do. And also for my own like organization, because otherwise it's like, Oh, I have to design the whole thing now. Um, every week. And it's just like this big white blank canvas. Yes. <laughs> swallows me whole. Uh, <laughs> you know. We think that's good, but it's not always so good. Right. No. Um, <laughs> and, um, but I also don't want to like promise too much or say things that I'll change. Or maybe that's okay. Like I, I've been thinking about that a little bit. I think that especially with like a commitment that they're making like that, you really do want to make it as clear as possible what you're including. So it doesn't have to mean like every, you know, single week gets outlined or something like that. But I really do think like having them know topics, like actual, like, you know, the container and what that looks like and things like that. I think that is really valuable. And then I think to your point, it's also really valuable for you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, in feeling that if you wanted to change something, I think it would be okay too, as long as the, the, the buy-in was really clear with them of like, Hey, you guys seem to be really interested in this. So we're going to go in this direction, but it would be like led by the, the participants as opposed to just like, I don't feel like talking about that, which I know you would never do. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And I, that's the final like missing piece on the sales page as well. Cause I was like, okay, la, 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 la. And then I was like, Oh, I haven't actually told anyone what I'm going to teach them like specifically. (laughs) (laughs) 
like the kind of breakdown <laughs> week by week because I hadn't really decided on it myself and I was in this yeah. like uh yeah um place of figuring that out but I will I will think about the design do you know how you want it to flow like in terms of like what the calls look like what how often what's the cadence what's the support all that kind of stuff mm. yeah I was thinking uh a weekly call two hours and the call is sharing topic practice sharing okay mm. Uh, I don't want to do like one call a week for sharing slash coaching and one call for practice. I want it to be a dynamic call. Um, it, and, um, I have a reason for that. And I really, I really feel I prefer that. Um, and for support, uh, there will be a Facebook group for them, a private Facebook group, and there'll be a Q and A thread once a week. So for, uh, questions that they want to ask me directly, I'll do that written in the Facebook group rather than taking up a lot of space on the calls to ask like practical questions about certain topics or an experience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And doing it in the Facebook group so it's like public to the other one so that they learn from each other. So I don't have to answer the same yeah. question a million times in, in totally. direct mm-hmm. emails, for example. Uh, on the calls, there'll be sharing and like group coaching. Um, so that's a call per week, the Facebook group for peer support, celebrations, community, all of that. And then the weekly Q and a thread. Um, what else was I thinking about? Oh yeah. And they'll have, we'll build it. So it's a course hub. So they log in with an email and, uh, like, like they log in to, to the course uh, platform. It just feels really held that way rather than just mm-hmm. emails and call recordings going out with the email. So all the videos yeah. will be uploaded mm-hmm. in one place. Um, we could potentially do questions in that place as well because we could just build in the comment section on the website. But I kind of like it being in Facebook. Um, yeah, I like that because they can post other things there too. Like it's like the community connection and feel as opposed to it being just about questions you know and on the course hub they'll also get a weekly practice and a weekly meditation that focuses on the same topic that they can practice on their own and sometimes i would say most of the times because i always go over the top uh over deliver and uh, give them a, a pdf that like explains the thing and uh tells them no kind of tells them what to do um and if, if, if I really have to, I'll record a short video that like explains something or a specific thing and upload to that place as well. So the, either we do it like a, like a weekly module. So they know which week and it names like the topic and then they go into it, but they will, it'll be organized in a beautiful way. And um, Sam will design it. So it looks really amazing. So that's it. I love it. So I think with that being said, two things. One is I think you kind of have to be really topic specific then. (laughs) Yeah. Because the whole thing is almost built around this idea of like weekly topics, right? Mm -hmm. So I think if you're like, we'll do weekly topics, but also you don't know what those are yet. (laughs) Like that, that (laughs) conversion point is harder. Yeah. But if it's like, and here are the topics, like I think it just completely rounds it out and feels so clear and exciting. Actually, I do have the topics already. I just forgot. <laughs> For, forgot to put them on the page or forgot that you did put them on the page? No, I just forgot that I'd already kind of figured it out. And then <laughs> that's why I didn't put them on the page. Because I want I want it to be an experience that is both around like, the connection, the psychology and like the expansion of your mind and your identity as a shameless sexual woman. And I also mm-hmm. want it to be really practical. So it's a shameless reclamation of their pleasure so that there will, I will guide them through practices and give them specific practices to unlock their, um, um, 
pleasure, pleasure, G-spot pleasure, cervical pleasure, vaginal pleasure, anal pleasure. So there's a theme of really diving into the specific different areas of the body and understanding what they psychologically mean and the power and the pleasure that can be unlocked through each organ in your sexual anatomy. So the topics are there. (laughs) I just forgot. (laughs) Done. Okay, good. That's perfect. So then it'll kind of alternate between like sharing, coaching, or in some like powerful thing one week and then there'll be a pleasure uh like vagina pleasure one week and then it'll be something else and then g-spot and then something else cervical something else anal so it'll alternate um so that's the system i was thinking so good okay so you have like you don't even just have topics you have a system (laughs) i forgot Look at you with a freaking system. All the systems. <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. So, let, yeah, I would just add that in. And I think it also shows, which you obviously have. It just is nice to, like, call that out and illustrate it, that you've, like, really thought this through in terms of, like, what the progression needs to look like, what the kind of, like, <clears throat> we won't call it a system on the sales page, but what the, you know like pillars or flow needs to be. So anyway, I think it's just like really helpful to include that. So it feels like really thoughtful because it obviously has been. And so just making that, you know, transparent, I think is really helpful. I agree. I agree. It's funny. It's the same. (laughs) I'll push and pull, pull between like, I just want to be free. And then another part of me is like, Hey bitch, I've already decided on the system. This is what we're doing. We're already good. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And you're like, no, we don't know. I don't want to put it on the sales page. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So good. It's so funny too, how you were almost like, um, earlier you were like, I mean, and like, I'm running a mastermind. I don't even know. And now you're like, oh wait, I do. No, I have it perfectly structured and planned out. No big deal. Yeah, I think that will be a really powerful experience. And um, I well, I know it will be. And I what what's most important about that is I will be really excited to teach it. This is what I want to yes. teach. Yes, absolutely. And you'll be doing it in such a deep way. It's not even just like, here's this program. It's like you're literally meeting with them for two hours each week. Like, I think that that's really, really, really needy. Like, I don't think a lot of masterminds have that. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, it does good to hear because I was like, is that is that worth the investment? Like, but that's always relative. I mean, I decide, <laughs> and the, exactly. the and the buyer decides. But like in terms yes. of uh, like industry standards, is that kind of where people set the bar for masterminds? I've done masterminds. I've I've done one mastermind, but it was ages ago. Um, I mean, you know, ultimately, I think the coaching space is like the wild, wild west. So I don't think there's like any (laughs) (laughs) one way or one bar. But I do think like the two hour support every week, like if you just add that up, it's like they're getting, you know, say eight like face to face hours with you a month. Like that's really, really significant. Plus the other stuff too, right? Like plus I'm getting a weekly practice and a meditation and a teaching or like explanation or whatever. So it's like, I mean, think about the value attached to that. Like that's tremendous. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And with all of that, I'm, uh, I'm not including one-on-one coaching. <laughs> Completely agree. Hard no. Yeah. That would be way too much. Yeah. And they're get they're getting enough. Like, Again, they're getting eight on, you know, face-to-face hours a month. Like, they don't need that in addition. Yeah. And I've been thinking about setting the call for 90 minutes. Oh, yeah, 90, 90 minutes. But I think that will make me feel stressed because I, because I tend to go longer. And we can always fill two hours. Yeah. I think the biggest thing there is just almost, and maybe you can even say this on the sales page too, where it's almost like, there's not pressure related to that two hours either. Like if they needed to leave at the 90 minute mark or like if they're like, because there's so much of it, it's okay. If like they can't be on perfect timing for everything. So I think just creating that spaciousness for them too, where it's not like this thing of like, okay, but where 
can I make sure this fits no matter what? It's like, that's kind of not the point. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And in the, on the sales page, you see there's an FAQ with the time investments where I break it down where it's like, you can do, I mean, you could do five minutes if you wanted and still get yeah. massive value. Uh, but bare, bare minimum, you'd want to do like two hours per week. That's just listening, joining live or listening to the call. And everything yeah. else can wait and you can come back to forever and uh, you'll have lifetime access to all the material. Perfect. Yeah. So excited. Yeah, it's happening. It's, it's, it was, it's really, you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really remarkable that I had already planned the structure and then forgot about it and realized now. <laughs> and, and now I'm feeling so much more grounded again because yeah. this is my expertise. Like this is, I can, like, I, I think I said this to you when, when you were like, let's do the mastermind then. I was like, I can literally do this in my sleep. Yeah. It's what I love. And it's to the teach. thing you're most excited about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's what I'm most excited about. Um, and I'd rather teach something that I'm most excited about than trying to, I don't know, gauge what other people would be most excited about. Cause that's a guessing game I'll, I'll never be able to figure out. So better to do my, I think my thing. I'll obviously look when you send it to me, but I think one thing that would be really cool to highlight that I've just really noticed about the work you do. And I think it's just almost like communicating that to people is, that I think you're so good at like playing on both ends, meaning like it almost is like business where you can be like really like good at like holding a container and into the like mindset and woo, but also really strategic. Like I feel like that's what you bring to this where like you're really good at like holding like the, you know, transformation and all of that, but then also like teaching the like almost like specifics, right? Mm, Yeah. And so I think just making sure they get like, that you're bringing both and like what a unique combination that is, I think is really important. Cool. It would, I've already feel like that will be difficult for me to articulate about myself. And I would greatly appreciate you kind of injecting that into the sales page. Absolutely. Bringing the both. Yeah. Um, what part feels like, hard, like, is there something in that, like, where you're like, it would just be hard to like brag on myself in that uh, way, or it's more just like explaining the nuance of that? I think both. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about the, like, no. the owning well, or bragging on yourself part. I don't know. It's not, it's not a quality that I, Oh, it's not a quality or a type of language that I use a lot in my brand, I would say. I could probably turn that up yeah. a, a lot. <laughs> a lot. Uh-huh. A you lot. could be a little more shameless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um <laughs> I feel it's a part Actually, of... Actually, that's super fun. Like, you could start being like, how do I embody shameless energy in my business right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally, totally. And it's something that I've been thinking about and playing with. Um, it's something that I've been noticing. Like, I have this, like, uh, tendency to be, like, hmm... Like correct in a way. I don't know how to say it. Um, now there's just room for more playfulness and shamelessness in like mm-hmm. how I, how I brag about myself and my work and how yeah. good I am and how, you know, how, how I'm the best sex coach and birth coach and all of the things. So I love this conversation with Erica about being more shameless and kind of like owning her greatness in business, right? She embodies shamelessness in so many ways, like, and so beautifully, but just seeing that she gets to embody that in her own greatness through this launch and kind of apply it to a new area, I think is so cool. I think she's such a great example of something that I talk to my clients about a lot, which is kind of like be your own best case study. Like if you're going into selling something, how are you using that thing? How are you being the biggest, like, you know, uh, proponent of that thing? And so I love how, you know, getting to sell this shameless mastermind is really calling her to embody being shameless, even more in her business, even more in her launch. So the takeaway for you might be 
what do I need to embody that I'm selling in a new way? Or it might be that we can all be more shameless, right? Like how could you go apply that to your business? How could you go apply that to owning your greatness? So maybe one of those resonates more or maybe both of those are for you, but I really think it's so, so important to see how we can really take what we're teaching and embody it, but how we can also see that opportunity to go out and be a little more shameless and how much we support ourselves and how much we kind of are willing to talk about our greatness. Yeah. When you say correct, I think you're almost saying like you almost try to like set the bar, like right here where like everything would be like perfectly proven to be true or something versus being like, no, I just am the best. Like, I don't like, there's no like definitive thing there. It just, is true. Right. Mm. Or maybe it's the, like the, the professional, uh, like the, the professionalism that I mm. embody or, and like express almost doesn't have room for like that kind of bragging, yeah. like showing off kind of thing where I I have it on live calls and when I teach, I'll be like super outspoken. But when it comes to actual like uh, sales, like copy or also kind of present in my day-to-day like Instagram language, there's not so much of that quality and ingredient. It's missing. Why do you think it's easier on a call versus in like an Instagram post, for example? I guess it's just more public and it sticks. Like it stays a call it ends. Sticks, yeah. <laughs> Even if I send out the recording, like when I did the ecstatic pleasure sessions yeah. in the beginning, I was like, no one's going to see this. I'm not sending out the recording. And then I was like, fuck it. We'll send out the recording. Of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I only, I only let it be available for three weeks, but that's because I yeah. want it to be an incentive to, to watch the call. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just like an, a, 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 a finite kind of quality to a live call, whereas a post can be, you know, can be found and read and shared and it's in written. I don't know if it's the thing that it's in written, like there's something about the written word that feels more powerful than spoken word. Yeah. Does it feel like, what if I change my mind or what if that doesn't feel true later? Or like, does it more feel like someone will have something to say about that. Like what's the like heaviness related to that kind of like stickiness of the written word? I don't know. Or it's just that it's just not been something that I've kind of allowed myself to play with and like considered professional. Mm -hmm. I think that would be fun to just be like, what would it look like to play with that? And then like, we'll see, right? Like maybe something really pops up for you where you're like, holy shit. Like the second I did that, this whole fear around X came up or maybe you'll be like, oh my God, this is so fun. Like there's no resistance there. I just haven't let myself go there. Right. Yeah. I think so. I think, I think it's the letter. Um, Cause I remember I, when I did the first ecstatic pleasure dance party and it was, it was there. <laughs> crazy. I'm crazy. <laughs> and like speaking of being in, like that's when I really like had to process and own that I am an exhibitionist and I love mm-hmm. it. Um, and it felt really sticky. And then it was like, oh yeah, this feels good. Let's keep doing this. Um, but it yeah. was just not something that I had previously exercised or expressed so much as part of my brand and my and my professionalism um i think it's an it's just an an update or even an expansion of what i consider being professional and uh like allowed to do and say in my business i really like the word expansion too because it feels like we're expanding your offer suite by adding shameless Yeah. Right. And then we're like expanding the brand to include you getting to be more shameless and like you are in many other ways, but like in your ownership of like how awesome you are, whatever. Right. Mm. Yeah. So it just feels like this is the brand expanding kind of. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I like. (laughs) I feel like buzzy. I'm like, I can't wait to like read this, uh, post that comes from that, from this later. Like, I can't wait. Oh my God. I'll have to 
apologize to my husband in beforehand. <laughs> You're going to see a thing on my Instagram. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But we'll, yeah, we'll see what happens. It's, it's, I'm going to play with it. Um, and I think people, especially for shameless, like a part of the sales, it's already coming through in the, in the emails. I've noticed that kind yeah. of being more playful and, um, more direct and assertive kind of in a way yes. about it. And I think that's so helpful for them to feel that in the container you're about to hold, like they're already feeling that energy of what it's going to feel like to work with you, like to be in that kind of like direct and assertive space, but also fun and play. And it's like, you're bringing that to this, right. Versus being like very professional and then doing <laughs> all yeah. these other things in the container. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I think the opening, <clears throat> the opening, uh, like, where, where is it? The opening, um, phrase of the landing, the turn on event is hell yeah, as bitches. So <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Done. I think the part for you is owning your, your awesomeness, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Very cool. <laughs> and, and you have like, that's like a factually true thing. Like you are amazing at what you do. You've been doing this for a really long time. Like, you, like all of that is true. It's just almost like you being the one that's willing to say it versus your people having to connect the dots on that. Right. Mm. Yeah, totally. It used to slightly pissed me off when less epic teachers were saying it. <laughs> and I was, yeah. like, <laughs> I was like, no, <laughs> you don't get to You're say like, that. I mean, <laughs> that's me, but also I'm not saying it. So this is awkward. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So there's, uh, yeah, there's room to really experiment and play with that. Uh, and that doesn't mean that everything has. So I like the, I like the, the the diversity is just like yes you know when you hang out with different people you are different you become different so it's like I can still yes. be the slightly you know I can be the academic when I want to I can be a very yes. gentle um and like invitational teacher when I want to the copy can be really soft and and educational but it can also be really really fiery really braggy really fun um because that's me as well Exactly. Like you're letting all the pieces of yourself come into the business instead of just some of them. Right. Yeah. It's so funny because you said um, on the live stream, we did that the other day, like, well, hi, welcome. I'm going through an identity crisis <laughs> kind of thing. And I feel like it's almost that, but not in the like crisis way so much as it is, is like, you're just like bringing all of these identities together in a new way. Right. Yeah. I know this is yes, not PC. No, maybe. No, I know this is not PC, but it's kind of, I feel kind of schizo. Like, oh, <laughs> like they're all kind of fighting each other right now a little bit. We got to get them to settle, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know schizophrenia is a really serious diagnosis and you know causes a lot of harm. And I am no, in no way am I, you know, minimizing or like comparing myself to that. But I'm feeling a little bit like, oh. <laughs> Like all of these parts of me and all of the things and all of the sub-personalities. It's definitely yeah. a little bit chaotic. Absolutely. And you're doing such a good job of like naming that and leaning into them and like calling it out when you're feeling like that. But I feel like we have to go through that. Um, like, I feel like this may be a dramatic word, but I think it's true. Like almost like turmoil of, of that to almost land in a new place. Right. Yeah. And one thing that's also really interesting about this is, and I'm sure bilingual listeners can relate, but like I have an English identity also, like I have yeah. an English voice and an English language that is not entirely the same as Swedish. Uh, mm. It's just, it's a different language, meaning have different words and different connotations. And so, yeah, yeah, uh, it's like almost like, and also because I'm, English is not my native language and I've built that English kind of language and identity well in my 20s like that yeah, and she yeah. was kind of you know born in a way um 
when I started traveling and I, uh, I started, uh, you know, living abroad and, uh, speaking in English, um, daily and, you know, all of that. But there's almost like a, mm, I don't know if this has any relevance, but it just, I just notice sometimes when I write in English, it feels experimental in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess I just, I think that makes a lot of sense. I guess I'm just naming that and making that okay. <laughs> yeah. And also naming how that's why some of this feels even more like, you know, like all the pieces right now, because it's like, there's like this piece of me that I was just like letting go of. Right. And just like making peace with, but then I also have the English side of that. And then I have the Swedish side of that. And then I also have the professional side of that and the shameless side of that. And that like it, you're just like, there's so many layers to the onion right now. So I think it's just like good to keep naming that and being like the, the path is integrating them all, but like it is going to feel messy while you do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In the, in the English thing, have you ever played with like, what would it be like if you wrote it all out in Swedish? No, I I haven't. I oftentimes find it a little bit harder to do it in Swedish because also like the coaching vocabulary I have is English. I, the coaching training I did was in English. I've done this work. I did this work exclusively in English up until like mm-hmm. a year ago when I got my first Swedish client and I was like, uh, 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 what? I don't, uh, let's just do Swinglish and I'll use a lot <laughs> of English words. <laughs> and yeah, and yeah. Swedish people are fine with that. Um, but it was, it was a little bit hard uh, in the beginning to, to, to coach in Swedish because it just, yeah. it was so new. That makes sense. Um, so it's not like that would necessarily be better or no. like a more true version by any means. It's more just that you're having to kind of like incorporate a new energy into the English writing. Yeah. And I think it's also because when I write these things, it's, uh, yeah, like that part of me comes out during in snippets during live calls. Um, and it's the, it's the, performancey part of me that like really loves being provocative and yeah uh you know the shock factors and I love cursing and um and so really just you know giving space to that that part to to grow yeah it's almost like the translation is interesting like I feel like that's like the theme of what we're talking about here because it's like there's the like who you are on the call and then the translation of that into writing has like these two factors both the English translation but also the translation of letting all those parts come through right yeah yeah so good so good okay so we're gonna be a good filter for that on the sales page to make sure like all of these pieces are coming through right Mm -hmm. yeah Cause they're going to get all of them when they're in the mastermind. So we might as well make sure they hear about them all. Up front. Yeah. <laughs> so in this mastermind, you will meet five of my sub personalities. <laughs> Beware bitches. <laughs> Don't be afraid. I feel like that's like a section on your sales page. The five versions of Erica, you'll be no kidding, but I really like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all integrating and I'm not medicating for this. You're fine. <laughs> it will be great. It'll be wonderful. <laughs> So good. I really, really like that though. I think this is going to be just like a new level of you letting yourself have even more fun in it, which I think you've been leaning into so much more, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, this is exciting. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Okay, cool. So you're going to send me Lots of things for the conversion event. Yes. Yeah, I'll, I can send that to you pretty much. I'll I'll take a look at it <clears throat> tomorrow and send it to you tomorrow when I feel like it's done. It's there's no rush. So or yep. by by Friday. Cool. Um, Perfect. Then we're gonna get started on the sales page. Check in with VA hours in terms of like estimate 
timelines on that. Then we'll start really getting dates put into that launch plan that we have and go from there. Yeah. Feel good. Yeah, I do. It feels exciting. It feels really exciting. And you're um, going to keep calendaring. <laughs> I'll keep calendaring. Okay. <laughs> um, I'll keep, yeah, I'll keep doing, doing this because it feels like it's working. Yeah. I have two sales it's calls next week for one-on-one coaching. We have this coming up. I recorded that interview with that big Swedish newspaper today. <gasps> yes. How was it? Mm. It was good. Yeah, it was really, really good. It'll be interesting to see what she creates from the chat we had. And, um, yeah, it really feels like there's momentum and it, it doesn't need to be like, I just need to, to trust that there's momentum and that it's coming. And, um, even if we have, it's here. And even if I have a, a dip in like revenue this month, it's fine. And also just the model to a certain extent, right? Like the launch model is that, right? Unless we're like, you know, taking out longer payment plans, which is something we can talk about too. But I think just knowing that that like that's part of the business model as opposed to something that has gone wrong, I think is like really valuable. And then we can always change stuff along the way if that feels necessary. But like, I think that that's always what's helpful is being like, no, I like I designed it like this versus like something has gone wrong, right? What's really important here is when you've picked a business model, there are always going to be good parts and bad parts of that business model. There is no like perfect business model that has no trade-off, right? But we have to see it as we've designed it like that versus something has gone wrong when that happens in our business model. So for example, with Erica, she's gonna have a lower month because that's how her business model is currently set up. It's a launch model and she wanted to launch um, a lower cost product where she wasn't gonna have you know, long-term recurring income from that. It totally fits her model. It makes sense. It makes sense that we would go lower cost and warm people up and get them invested in that initially. We can already see it's working because so many of those people are jumping on the wait list. Like the business model is working how it's supposed to work, right? But the trade-off to that is there is going to be a lower month in between launches. But if she can see it as, oh, it, it's working and we've designed it that way, it will feel so much better and so much more empowering versus something has gone wrong, right? It's just like my my business model is one-on-one focused. So when I have a longer day of calls, I have to see it as, well, that's the business model working. I designed it that way. That's just part of the trade-off versus something has gone wrong and I'm obviously like shitty at building a business, right? So whatever your business model is, I hope this is just a reminder that like, of course there will be trade-offs of it, but don't let those trade-offs send you into a spiral of thinking that you've done something wrong or something is wrong in your business. Realize that you've designed it like that and you've intentionally chosen those trade-offs and see how much more empowered you'll feel around it at that point and how much more it allows you to get into that brain space of like, I'm a smart business owner. I've designed it like this. Yeah, that's so true. I tried to remind myself. I thought about that yesterday, but it's so helpful hearing you say that and remind me again from, from, from your perspective and working with so many other people. Like, I, I know that. <laughs> but, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And so that's where, why we're launching next month. And that's we, yep. that's why we have, the painful and the three month payment plan option. And that's why we're launching again in November. And so we're actually, it's actually going as it's supposed to kind of, and pleasure treats is is kind of, you know, special in that way because it's such a smaller offer. We don't offer payment plan and it's just a painful thing. So yeah, yeah, it's all happening. Exactly according to plan. <laughs> exactly according to plan. It's funny that you say that, actually. I thought about this yesterday. I know we have to wrap up, but I'll just say this lastly. I realized that I get everything that I want. <sighs> That's a big moment. Mm-mm. That was a big moment. I was looking back at the last, like, 10 years of my life, in a way. Before that, I don't really have, like, conscious memory of the, what I wanted. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, mm-hmm. you know. I was so young anyways, but like I get what I want. So 
better focus on the stuff that I want. <laughs> yeah. And also like letting that be part of your identity. Like I am someone who just gets what I want. Mm. Yeah. And there's shame connected to that and guilt. Mm. Okay. I'm going to give you a little homework prompt there. Mm. Thank you. That's what I was fishing for. <laughs> homework. Shame to getting everything. Oh, I love this. Mm. That makes so much sense to me too, because um, it's almost why it's harder to like own that kind of stuff, right? Mm. Yeah, because I'm like, this, you know, white, like, I'm skinny. amazing, I'm good, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm white, I'm skinny, I'm from you know Scandinavia, the most like privileged place in the world. Um, come from a pretty privileged middle class family, like yeah. yeah. There's some good stuff. There. There's some good stuff there to burn through. <laughs> okay. I'm going to give you some homework on that. I want you to process that with me in base camp some more because I feel like that's you're, it's almost like you're being initiated into your own program, right? Like we're like working <laughs> through the shame of all the things. It's like the energy pulls you in, right? Yeah. So I love how Erica <laughs> threw in this nugget for us at the end of how she's feeling that shame around getting to have it all around realizing that she's someone who gets what she wants and how much pain and shame we can sometimes have around being that person and how guilty that can make us kind of feel sometimes that we like get to have what we want or get to have it all. I personally think this is so important to explore in business because it's what can sometimes hold us back from going after more. And so especially at this point in her business where things are really good and things are progressing and things are working better and better and she's getting better and better results, this could be such a quick way to get into self-sabotage or to stop going after things. So I am obviously going to give her uh, plenty of homework to dive into around that. But what I really want to speak to on that is just noticing if that's what's coming up for you. Like, do you feel like when you see yourself as someone that has gets to have it all or that gets what they want, like what does that bring up for you? What comes up for you there in terms of that as it relates to your business? And you can really look at that and start to unwind more of that, which I'm sure Erica and I will do in future episodes. It really can become so helpful in helping you get more and more out of your way and letting your business grow and evolve. So good. Beautiful. All right. Well, this was amazing. I will put that in. You send me the things. We'll go from there and keep me posted on VA hours. Yes. Beautiful. All right. I will talk to you soon. Have a good week. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living lit up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset strategy and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.